is in the know for Wednesday, April 6th, the 96th day of 2022. There are 269 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Going to be another soggy day here between the old Twin Lakes. And uh, the Masters get started tomorrow on a clean sweep for Oscar. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee. Covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Caneyville. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Wait a minute, where'd you go? Uh-oh. Uh, try it again. That one. Use that one for the, for the time being. Just move that one out of the way. There you go. Okay, this is going to be weird coming from my right side now. I'm left-handed. This yeah, is not... I don't know how, okay. that, uh, how yeah, that works. It's around sound. So it's weird. Let's Let t- tap on your normal mic. Yeah, turn it off and turn it back on. I'll try it. I don't know. All okay. right, we'll fix it during the break. That's super weird. Uh, are you excited about... Um, are you excited about opening day tomorrow? Yeah, Can I, I mean, call it opening day? No, because it's not in Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, the Reds on the road at, at uh, Atlanta to smart start the season tomorrow. Correct. Maybe. Uh, which is which is weird. It's it's really weird. But uh, yeah, no, it's. I mean, like I said, I don't know that I've ever been as least excited about an opening day in a while. But <laughs> it's still opening. It's still baseball, which is a, a good feeling, and I know that I'll be watching it. Seven o'clock tomorrow night is the Reds. I they even get a primetime game. How far back in ESPN history? Two. How far back in history do you have to go when the Reds didn't open the season in Cincinnati? Nineteen ninety. There's ninety since then. That's which, a long. Uh, which I mean was a pretty good year if you're a Cincinnati Reds fan. Well, I do recall ninety seemed to be a, pr- a pretty nice year. So yeah, they opened in Houston that year. Opening day tomorrow around the league, and it's uh, I don't. I guess I'd be curious to know when in history the Masters and Major League Baseball have begun on the same day. That's interesting. Because that, know, uh, I, that'll be, that'll be happening. baseball's starting technically a week. Well, I guess, yeah, it's a week later. week late because they canceled the first two series. Mm-hmm. Uh, there might have been some fog early this morning if you were out early enough ahead of the rain. But mostly since then, it's been uh, nothing but uh, downpours, and it's going to continue. A lot, of this, um, a lot of this weather is going to move off to our east by the time of the day where it gets warm enough that it can cause some thunderstorms. So the main thunderstorm chance this afternoon is going to be east of I-65. So just uh, kind of uh, figure that into your day. We'll see some chilly air return for Friday and Saturday with a mix of rain and snow, but then we'll recover up near 80 degrees for a portion of next week. So Rain chance today, 8 and, eight and 10 chance, high 59, partly cloudy, 44 tonight. And we'll see afternoon scattered showers for tomorrow and a high of 57. Then just be prepared for 
colder conditions on Friday, Saturday. Sunday looks pretty nice. Sunday will be a good day to get outside. Probably be uh, still a little wet outside, but it uh, will be a nice day weatherwise. We're back, we're back outside on Tuesday for, for softball. And you know what? 78 with a slight chance of rain. I'll take that. Yeah. Is 30% slight in your book? I'm not slight. challenging. I'm uh-huh. just asking. 3 and 10 is slight? Uh-huh. Okay. It's, um, just, I wasn't sure how you're... That's what they taught that. me. I took one class in meteorology, in meteorology <laughs> at Western. This time yesterday, uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky accused Russians of gruesome atrocities in Ukraine, told the U.N. Security Council that those responsible should immediately brought up on war crimes, charges in front of a tribunal like the one established at Nuremberg during World War II. And I happen to agree. I think everybody, uh, everybody for the last week has been talking about war crimes, war crimes, war crimes, war crimes. So let's get busy. I don't know what it takes to start those proceedings, but let's get busy doing it because it might serve as a, uh, as a uh, cautionary tale to those who might want to continue such atrocities in the region. So it just continues another day and more. How do they do jury selection for that? I don't know how that works. You know, the Nuremberg trials. and Am those, I going to get another notice in the mail? I, I doubt it very much, although you might like to be part of that one. That seems Probably to be, be pretty interesting. Some of that I would mean, be more open and open and shut. I presume there are a lot of people around the campfire this morning that may be influenced in some way by student loans, uh, either because you have a student or because you are or were a student. The Biden administration is planning to freeze federal student loan payments through August 31, extending a moratorium that has allowed millions of Americans to postpone payments during the pandemic. Student loan payments were scheduled to resume May 1 after being halted since early in the pandemic. But following calls from Democrats in Congress, the White House plans to give borrowers additional time to prepare for payments. So I guess the good news is um, you get a little bit of a reprieve until September 1, uh, at least September 1, based upon this move. The bad news is you are delaying however long you've not been paying them you're delaying your debt-free date by that number of days so with gas prices as high as they are and inflation now might not be a good time to uh to work that back in but i will tell you i don't know administratively what it would take in order to ease into it like i think anything you anytime you suddenly introduce a big um debt into your monthly budget then that there's uh there's a, a, at least a small amount of shock value. It's like, oh, that wasn't there before. So when you've gone this long without it, you've kind of become accustomed to not having it. So I don't know if there's a way to feather that in. I don't know if there's a way that starting, if it would have been a better idea to say, well, on May 1, you are owe, you owe 25% of your normal. And then on 7-1, you're back to 50%. And then 9-1, you're at 75%. And by October 1st, you're at maybe that's a better way to stair-step that in to make it easier to uh, work back well, into that. I'm not an economist. I, I am not. I, I just I basically know simple addition and subtraction. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, I know, I know some multiplication. I, you, yeah, I know more multiplication tables. Yeah, I, I can do some those, division. The, we did the minute math. In sure, elementary school, yeah. I, I was real good right. at those. I am I am not the mathlete of the of the clan, um, you, you know. Who's, you know who earns that title? But I try and emulate it I'm as not best sure, as possible. I'm not sure I know that. Is that the one who's not here? I think. Or oh no, no, my clan. No, oh, not, no, no, I thought no, you meant no. our clan as far as no, in the building. I, don't, I was I don't like, mean I the building didn't. Building clan. No, I think I am the mathlete of the building clan. Okay. I don't know that. Okay. We can have some junior math Olympics if you'd like to. Try and settle it.
uh, we'll stream it live. <laughs> yesterday, the Grayson County Fiscal Court selected a company to complete the demolition of the apartment buildings at 115 East Market behind the old Litchfield Police Department HQ. According to Judge Kevin Henderson, the uh, specs were noted in the bid that uh, to demolish two buildings and footers, remove all debris. The work must begin on April 21, last no more than seven working days. And then there are some penalties in there for failure to uh, complete those provisions. They uh, heard five bids, and the bid was awarded to Bashup Construction and a rental company out of Jefferson County. A $33,000 bid was uh, the next lowest bid. Uh, was um, well below the next lowest bid, is what uh, this report says. So there well, you half go. As li- half as much. Was there anything um, anything else remarkable, Sam? To well, I do want to say meeting? that uh, Judge Henderson wanted me to wanted us to share as well that there's the tire waste tire collection event beginning on Thursday. So that's Thursday or Friday between seven thirty and three thirty, and Saturday between seven thirty and noon. We drop the tires the, off at his house? I mean, you can, or at the Litchfield Transfer Station, oh, okay. which is probably, I would presume, which he would prefer. Uh, <laughs> if you go to K105.com, though, there's a, there's a story there that has more on you know, tires that you can, that you can't, who I, can, who can't. I heard they could be on the rim or off the rim. I, I, I heard you have to be a Kentuckian. Mm-hmm. Do you have to pass like a Kentucky civics test? Lawn tractor tires? Okay. You can do All golf right. cart tires if you got any of those. Bicycle tires. What about off of my NASCAR? Off of my NASCAR. I think that's accepted. Take those I think tires? that's accepted as but, long as they're and, not two. And so, but not at his house. Not at his house. At, at Litchfield Transfer. But yeah, he wanted us to be sure that we shared that this morning. Okay. So there we go. I I, I get a check mark. But nothing else. So you, you get a smiley face yes. by your name for the day. That's that's good. Hey, this was remarkable yesterday. The Indiana State Police said that. They used genealogical data and crime scene evidence to link an Ohio man, an uh, excuse me, Iowa man, who died in 2013 to the killings of three female motel clerks and sexual assault of a fourth in Indiana and Kentucky between 1987 and 1990. So it's the so-called I-65 killer, and I must admit that until yesterday. I had never heard of the I-65 killer. I didn't realize that there was a slaying or an incident in Elizabethtown involving Mm -hmm. a a hotel or motel clerk that was a string of those that occurred between 87 and 90. Like E-Town to Chicago or something? It was up into um, – I've got the the locations here in in just a a moment. But um, this gentleman – I shouldn't call him a gentleman. This man's name – was Harry Edward Greenwell. He died at age 68 in New Albany, Iowa in January 2013. He was the so-called, now we know, he was the so-called I-65 killer. The... um he had an extensive criminal history, had been in and out of prison several times. He was known to travel frequently in the Midwest. He was born in Kentucky, died in Iowa of cancer, according to his obituary. He was linked to a February 21, 87 killing of Vicki Heath. And she was at a Super 8 hotel in Elizabethtown. Then there were um, other killings of uh, Margaret Peggy Gill and Jean Gilbert. And then there was one other incident where the person in uh, Columbus, Indiana, did uh, did not die as a uh, as a result of her assault. But they say the state police crime lab matched ballistic evidence in the Gill and Gilbert slayings and later matched DNA evidence linking Heath and Gilbert killings to the Columbus attack. And so I think this is a sign of things to come because of 
how good they're getting. Well, not only that, but there's been a long time throughout history they've been able to gather DNA samples, but they've not had a proper database to match against. But now because of 23andMe and the other genealogy services and DNA services out there, you've got you know the, the largest DNA database ever known to mankind, and now they can start matching old crimes against people. And, and they don't even have to have the exact person. But it's av- if a relative of mine or a descendant of mine or a parent of mine, you know, they can, they, they can back into it that way just even if they have mine. So this idea of genealogy and DNA is going to be very revealing in subsequent generations because you may end up having to rewrite things in history that you thought were the fact that maybe are, no, are not a fact because DNA doesn't bear it out yeah because they matched this and i think matched it with a family member it was 99.999 percent yep. accurate or something yep it uh it's gonna it's gonna change the world really mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna we're gonna find out things probably that we wanted to know we're probably gonna find out things we would have preferred not to know mm-hmm. as a result of it just depends upon your perspective uh, legislation that would keep a governmental entity from banning religious services during an emergency to a greater extent than imposed on other organizations or businesses that provide essential services was signed into law by Governor Bashir yesterday. The sponsor of House Bill 43, Shane Baker of Somerset, calls it a measure to protect religious liberty and it is the result of restrictions imposed during the COVID-19 emergency. In the end, the governor did the right thing for him. He did the right thing for religious organizations, and he did the right thing for him. It would have been very unpopular if he had vetoed this, especially now when it seems somewhat inconsequential. I think the problem was is that the governor was trying to impose, the during during the pandemic, he was trying to impose some rules and restrictions on organizations while not imposing them on others. And it it was it was weird during the pandemic that you couldn't go you you had to be limited on where where some places you could go but other places that seemingly didn't make sense like the grocery store you could just roam freely and there was just some inconsistencies there and i think what this legislation does is is trying to boil it down to if you're going to treat this this way, you got to treat this way. You can't create an exemption for this one because it might even be in their best interest. So let's hope we never get into that situation again. But people are, you know, certainly people within the religious community are claiming that as a victory. And I'll tell you, it's, he, he took his lumps politically through that move during the pandemic. Did it save lives? Probably. Um, was it a good idea? I think that it was. But it depends on who you think needs to make that decision. And sometimes people can't make the best decisions for themselves, and somebody has to be the bad guy. But as he is staging a run for re-election next year, it would not be in his best interest to veto this, even if he wanted to, because he would be causing a dust-up all over again. So best to just sign it and go on, and that's apparently what he has done. A state auditor has issued a report on London, uh, City of London tourism with multiple issues. I just barely skimmed this, but it, a lot of this comes from the COVID season. Is this like London Bridge, Big Ben? No, City of London, um, uh, London, Kentucky. Oh. Uh, they had like concerts that then that ca- canceled. The money wasn't refunded. So that threw an accounting flag on things. And my takeaway was this. I think we'll look back. We'll see a lot of this. A few years from now, there there are going to be accounting violations or accounting nuance all over the board of people trying to. People were just making 
You're just doing the best that you can at that time. Now, there might be something deeper there. There might be more to it. But I would imagine there are going to be lots of paperwork and accounting oddities I think you're going to see discovered in the Thinking of the scene years. from the office when, when Kevin leaves of, what, did he have a symbol or something that he put when it didn't add up, that he put that to make sure that it added up? I think we're going to be seeing some of that. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, we're seeing two members of Kentucky's congressional delegation asking to, uh, they were working together to sponsor legislation designed to help land between the lakes get more federal funding and preserve its natural heritage. Senate uh, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and Congressman James Comer have introduced the Land Between the Lakes Recreation and Heritage Act. They filed that yesterday. It establishes LBL as a separate unit of the National Forest System with an independent budget. Right now it's kind of lumped into the Kentucky Lake uh, area, and they're trying to carve that out into its own uh, separate entity to ensure the U.S. Forest Service devotes needed funds for recreation and maintenance. It authorizes at least $8 million each fiscal year for LBL and specifies that funds collected from charges and user fees will stay there to perform new work or deferred maintenance. Okay. I've, I've honestly never been to Land Between the Lakes. I have been to Land Between the Lakes, but not very often, and probably an area that I should uh, visit more. Oscar Shibway won the John R. Wooden Award yesterday as the Men's College Basketball Player of the Year. It gave him a clean sweep. It was... Uh, announced yesterday at the L.A. Athletic Club and was made on ESPN Sports Center. He led the nation with 515 total rebounds, 15.1 rebounds per game. He had became, I read in a secondary story, he became the first player in SEC history to win all six major awards. Since its inception in 1977, 28 players have swept all six major awards. He was the second John Calipari player. Uh, Marcus Canby did it back in 1996. But in addition to this one, he got uh, Naismith Player of the Year, NABC National Player of the Year, AP Player of the Year, Pete Newell Big Man of the Year, Oscar Robertson Trophy, Sporting News Player of the Year, SEC Player of the Year, and Consensus First Team All-American Selection. It'd be easier for you to say the awards he didn't win. That's true. Does Oscar ba- today, let's not... Let's Put not, him in the rafters? It, it, let's not <laughs> talk about what happens tomorrow or next day or maybe even next year. As of today, does Oscar does Oscar need a banner in the rafters of Rupp? I think yes, but not before you put John Wall, you put Anthony Davis. I, Anthony Davis needs to go up first. But Anthony Davis he didn't even win them all. Yeah, which is a highway robbery <laughs> crime. <laughs> Nothing against Draymond Green, but come on. Yeah. I mean, and then you can also say, well, Anthony Davis did win a game in the tournament. Does the won. fact that did they not announce any draft decisions yesterday so they would not overshadow they would not be in the same lane as Oscar on that his final surprise day me. That surprise so me. Uh, is Oscar back I think it all depends on that NIL mess that I, did, is I didn't ask what it depends on is Oscar back I don't know I mean really really I don't know <laughs> I but don't I did know. see Ty Ty Washington had uh, he, I don't know if you saw his thread of tweets that he tweeted a bunch of pictures of Oscar taking rebounds from him. So yeah. it was just like him going over top of him to grab rebounds that would be to Ty Ty, and he was kind of saying something like, come on, let me get one. Yeah, and the fact that they've not reached out to any other big men in the portal, seemingly. They did, get the, they did reach out to a guy from Moorhead State. They did. Johnny yeah. Broom. That, that's true, the 6'10 guy. Mm-hmm. So, But he would be a welcome addition. There's plenty mm-hmm. of room. You know, they got, mm-hmm. play, got spots on the bench. 
And then Tiger, uh, long interview with the media yesterday at Augusta with Tiger Woods, and he says that, yeah, I mean, he's, as of right now, I feel like I'm going to play. And then he was asked, do you believe you can win? He said, I do. I don't, I don't show up to, to play in something unless I think I can win. This picture, you could have told me it was Sunday at the Masters. Yeah, it looks like Sunday at the Masters. So that was yesterday, practice round. He'll have nine more holes of practice today, and then they'll evaluate it to see if he puts his tee in the ground tomorrow morning. He'll have about a 10.30 tee time tomorrow, I think, if he stays in. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Awareness Day. Today would have been a good day to be aware of it. It was dark and rainy. It was yuck. It is Twinkie Day today. I heard Rick and Bubba talk about that on the way in. Originally filled with banana cream. No thanks. I'm glad they got their act together and did it correctly. The oldest existing Twinkie is over 45 years of age. Mm -hmm. And it's also Plan Your Epitaph Day today. Given any thought to your epitaph? I hadn't thought that far yet. It's one of two annual days dedicated to the proposition that, uh, so, you know, uh, now I know something you don't. Um, hey, who knew there was Wi-Fi up here? We finally found a place to park. (laughs) 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 I told you I was sick. I was hoping for a pyramid. (laughs) If you can read this, you're standing on my feet. Just things like that that could... I, I definitely there. want a smart remark. If you ever go uh, in the queue outside the Haunted Mansion at Disney's Magic Kingdom in Orlando, Florida, is uh, they have a lot of great epitaphs on the headstones as you're waiting to go in there. That Here lies Fred, a ba- great big boulder fell on his head, things like that. It's just, you know, real puns, and they're good. The... Um, I don't know if you saw the headline yesterday. Airbus, the aviation company, made uh, history this week where uh, Airbus 380, the A380 is kind of the workhorse of their fleet, that runs on cooking oil, completed a successful flight. The A380 successfully completed a test flight powered by 100% sustainable aviation fuel. The double-decker airplane took off from Blahnik Airport in Toulouse, March 25th. Oh, so this A380 is a double-decker? I thought it was the single. It uh, looks like a double-decker. Yeah. Me? Airbus says the test flight well, wouldn't be their workforce. You don't see as many 380s then as uh, you see uh, other Airbus. The test flight lasted about three hours, used one Rolls-Royce Trent 900 engine that was running on 100% sustainable aviation fuel. Well, I'll tell you. I'm more concerned with what makes them land than I am what makes them fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't really care what you need to do as long as you get me from point A to point B. The landing is the most important part uh-huh. well, for, I, for me. I mean, that's usually important, yeah? Anything that doesn't involve a successful landing, I think mm-hmm. I deem as failure. What it runs on to keep it up there, and even if the engine the engines were to shut off because of fuel issues, well, then you're just in a glider. So mm-hmm. how how good of a glider is this aircraft mm-hmm. that then 
set you up for a proper landing. It's like a air- paper airplane. You know, you got to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, McDonald's launches a new crispy chicken sandwich rug collection. This, like, when you think of McDonald's, I would list off five, five, six, seven, eight menu items before I would consider their chicken sandwich. I, I love McDonald's. In fact, you'll find me there most mornings. I mean, I love McDonald's as well. But wouldn't it make more sense to have a chicken McNugget rug, a Big Mac rug, what a quarter pounder a, rug? A Szechuan sauce rug. Should we yeah, have one of yeah, those? You know, I think I, I think we can leave that. I was all in on the Szechuan sauce. In fact, you were you were procuring it for me. Other people uh-huh. were on the lookout. I got my own selection, and we've exhausted their supply rather quickly, and it was good. I love McDonald's. Again, I go back to you'll find me there most mornings, and and sometimes back again at lunch. But I I don't think I'm going to go as far as having rugs I think- for. It'd look good under your chair right now. I mean, it could, but I want the freedom to roll around. I don't want to be roll around on the on the chicken sandwich. I don't want to be. I don't know. It might. It would. It would be harder. It would be harder to roll. They have three different rugs: crispy chicken sandwich rug, spicy crispy chicken sandwich, and then the spicy deluxe crispy chicken sandwich rug. Sixty five dollars. Golden Arches Unlimited. If you had a, if you were having a McDonald's museum, perfect, perfect. I just. Perfect if, if furnishing. It was a, a Big Mac rug that would make more sense. Am I wrong? Or just a Golden Arches mug, uh, rug? That, I mean, that would make sense. Ar- because uh, a Coke. It could be the M, you know, and be. No, well, that I would mean, make they, sense for you. They don't own. They don't own. Well, a Coke, but they're so known they for a McFlurry would make more sense. Could so I just, it was an odd selection. Now I, I guess here's what we've not looked at, Sam. We've haven't investigated. This might just be the latest additions. Because if you go to goldenarchesunlimited.com, we may find that there's already a rug for a Big Mac. Or there's already a rug for a McFlurry What's the or a McNugget. Did you say there's a website? Goldenarchesunlimited.com. Yeah. So we, maybe, we're, maybe we're just taking this information as the only information when really this is just the latest information. Oh, I can get you a McDonald's winter mittens. Maybe I can just decorate an entire home with McDonald's oh, rugs and canvases and things of that nature all right here's something i do i will try and do want ice pop brand bomb pop and candy brand nerds have teamed up for the introduction of new bomb pop nerds Hmm. yes yes now are you going to be buying these for alaya but really buying them for yourself wink wink yes Mm -hmm. buying them for the kid Mm -hmm. wink wink gonna buy the kid must have those so that oh yeah the new flavor mashup features three sweet and tangy flavors, flavor layers, the strawberry, watermelon, and grape nerds in one, three flavors in one ice pop. Yes, thank you. Bomb Pop Nerds can be found nationwide, and the suggested price of three ninety nine for a 12-count box. I'll take a case. Uh, we have an exterior freezer. They can go right in there. We are a Popsicle household, and so that just lines right up. I love nerds. No banana. No banana. But if anybody needs any yellow popsicles, we've got plenty. <laughs> General Mills is launching a new Sonic the Hedgehog cereal and fruit snacks. Sega and General Mills have partnered for the debut of new Sonic the Hedgehog cereal and new Sonic the Hedgehog fruit snacks in celebration of the new film coming to theaters on April 8th. It's called Sonic the Hedgehog 2. 
The cereal features a new honey-flavored ring-shaped cereal complete with Chaos Emerald and Spin Dash Marshmallows. It's pretty much just uh, Lucky Charms and Honey Nut Cheerios combined. I guess, with a picture of Sonic the Hedgehog uh-huh. on the outside. The fruit snacks come in a variety of shapes and flavors for speedsters on the go. I've, I'm not, I know of Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. but I've never played or seen the movie. Uh, well, I mean, he was a video game. Right, so I've never yeah, played, yeah, yeah. never played mm-hmm. the game, never seen it. Oh, one of my favorite games growing up was Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Oh, you they teamed to play up? They, uh-huh. were on, they were on Team USA? Uh, you were Team Mario or Team Sonic. Oh, well, I'm only for Team USA. Uh-huh. It was it was some intense competition at, at my household. Reese's is releasing their new pantry pack <laughs> filled with 25 snack-sized peanut butter cups. Is this just created for you? Yes, thank you. <laughs> A pantry pack. Pantry pack. That's, wait, quote fingers. Pantry pack. AKA afternoon snack. <laughs> I could maybe these would last. You've got about. a little little nook right over there to the right of you that you could slide it right in. Ooh, brilliant! My dad, when I was little, in his his office, he kept, as I recall, a box of Milky Way. Uh huh. Think it was Milky Way. Yeah. On his credenza behind his desk, and they were uh-huh. always there. And I don't know if he figured out that they weren't they weren't my favorite or anybody else's favorite, but he always had those. But and I, I'm not really a huge fan, so maybe I put a pantry pack on my credenza behind mm-hmm. my desk. And well, I know my mom at her office when she was a principal, she had one of those M M&M and M dispensers that yeah. she pulled down the arm and it popped out M and M's. So you know, whenever we were there, it would be just continuously dropping the arm. You, of you the, worn of the, the arm out. Uh-huh. You had to put new springs on the uh-huh. arm after you left. Yep. Because she'd always put the peanut M&M's in there, of course. Okay, did you get to set the ratio? Was there a switch in there that, I don't that, know. that I think governed was, the number of... I think it was sometimes you'd get it, you know, you'd get one, and then the next time you might get four or five. Wow. Okay. The Reese's Pantry Pack helps you to keep your space organized in a stackable, portable, organizable, compact package, neatly stocked with 25 individually wrapped snack-sized Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. The new package offers a convenient way to stash, store, freeze, or refrigerate your Reese's peanut butter cups. No, don't worry about freezing them; they won't be around long enough to freeze. A good, yeah, frozen Reese's cup is is a solid option. I I don't doubt that, but I don't. That's not where I'm going to keep them. I might mm-hmm. pop them in there for you know a few minutes. Will you even be able to get them from the store home? Yeah, because they usually put the groceries in the back where I can't get to them. Okay. I guess I could ask them to uh-huh. put them up there. When you give give me I mean, the, you've got give me the eggs a, and the Reese's. Thirty minute drive home, <laughs> twenty four Reese's. That's you know about one a minute. Police in Britain were dealing with a tasty, terrific obstruction Monday when a truck lost its load of cookies in a roadway. Police in Derbyshire, England, said a truck carrying a large load of McVitie's biscuits. We know them as cookies. Lost the snack foods in the middle of Ilkeston Road in San Sandy Acre. They said, "Please bear with us this evening whilst we try and digest this issue." Yeah, the police tweeted, "A lorry load of McVitie's finest have decided to abandon ship, causing a slight obstruction." Okay, I think I've had these biscuits you before. Have? I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. You'd probably be more likely than some uh-huh. people I know to. But what if on two fifty nine South? A truck full of Reese's pantry packs overturned. You'd be doing snow. You'd be doing angels out there. And- <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be calling. I'd be calling home. Going to be, be a little late today. 
your, Traffic jam. Your truck would be <laughs> skidding in. Road, the road's closed at Bear Creek. Can't, can't get home. <laughs> Got to get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way. You're on In the Know. Did you know? Let's see if Sam's microphone works now. Low. Try it again. Low, low, low. No, it's still low, isn't it? All right, get it worked out. All right, let's go back to Hello? that. Hello? There you go. Did you know? By the way, today's did you know? I think I'm going to call crap on. Did you know? Because the English language is so complex, the average person will create a sentence that has never been said before every day. Hmm. I don't believe that. Hmm. Because now, now, does it listen, count as a sentence if it's improper grammar? Because that so that sentence right there might have been your sentence. Does mm-hmm. it count as a sentence if it's improper grammar? Mm-hmm. Could be your unique sentence mm-hmm. for the day. Mm-hmm. And I just don't believe that every average that an average person does that every day. Mm-hmm. There are just too many days, too many humans, now, maybe, and only a limited number of words, but a lot of combinations of the words. Maybe a sentence that you've never said before. Like I've probably never said that sentence before. The about it, it does it count as a sentence you, if it's improper grammar? Have you ever said the sentence like I've never probably said that sentence before? Probably not either. So <laughs> I, mean, I just doubled it up for the day. How far should we pull it? I just, I, I just don't know. At what point in time then, in the future, if the world lasts this the, lasts long enough, at what point in time would we ever get to the point where it's been fulfilled? Every sentence has been said. But then again, I mean, if it doesn't make sense, is it still a sentence to the point where? Somebody could just say something that makes no sense, and then theoretically, I don't know. Has every has okay? There are only you know a set number of notes. Has every melody been written? I don't know. Have you been able? I I don't know the answer to that question either. There are a lot less probably a Dennis Cook question. There are a lot less notes than there are words. So my new BFF Elon and I talked a lot yesterday. Yeah, we were sitting in here, and he popped up on the screen talking about something that they shook up the Twitter board. I didn't know if that shakeup was to slide you in or, or what. No, I'm more of a I'm more of a behind the scenes okay. uh, shareholder. Sure. I, I'm on. Yeah, it's, yeah. Elon and I are. I'm, I'm kind of like the Carl Rove to the George W. Bush. I, okay. You know, that's what I'd rather be, but uh, also new today. You're like an advisor. Yes, Elon Musk. I mean, I am a shareholder, and, mm-hmm. and the our powerful alliance is going to change the, the Twitterscape for the better. Um, but he is on Forbes magazine's 10 richest people list today, and I'm not. It would be one of the few differences I, between the two of us. I didn't know if maybe since you all are both Twitter shareholders that he shared some of his wealth. Well. I guess in a way he did. I can only hope. Sure. Yeah, he did. He did. In a way, he did. He he, he made my he made my stock more valuable, without a doubt. Uh, he is at the top of the Forbes magazine ten richest people list. He at age fifty, Elon Musk is uh, two hundred nineteen billion dollars in uh, value. Is what You're just two twelve, right? Two twelve billion. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not near two hundred nineteen billion. Um, I have. I have two hundred nineteen cents. Is that? Well, that's two dollars and nineteen cents. Jeff buy ba- a McDonald's cheeseburger. Jeff Bezos is at two. Bernard Arnault and family at at three. Bill Gates at four. Warren Buffett at five. Larry Page, uh, Larry and Sergey, both the Google guys, 
six and seven. Larry Ellison from Oracle is at eight. Steve Ballmer from Microsoft at nine. And from Reliance Industries, Mukesh Ambani at number 10. I don't mm-hmm. know. Where was Bezos second? Bezos at two. Mm-hmm. It's because he's buying, he's wasting all that rocket fuel on Pete Davidson and William Shatner. William Shatner and all the other people. Will Smith is, uh, Will Smith's popularity has plummeted 30% after his Oscar slap. Oh. I don't know if it's still in free fall or if it's leveled out, but uh, it dropped 30% from a 2020 survey where his favorability was listed at 80% overall. Now his favorability sits at 50%. Rock has a rating of sixty percent. So, I pulled a different Will Smith story. Oh, you when did? He sent me, yeah, of the tattoos. Oh, I did see that where people are getting some tattoos of that iconic moment. Just since I pulled it, there's um, the just, picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't I don't know. I don't know why. I don't. Yeah, some people will say because you can, and I'm saying I can, well, that's I can exactly hear, why you shouldn't. I can hear Misty can. right now making a comment on that. Oh yeah, yeah. I can. There's one thing that Misty's passionate on. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not necessarily what you tattoo; it's where you tattoo. It, I think right? it's uh, to be truthful. I think it's both. Well, um, we'll have to ask her when she comes in. Yeah, let's, let's follow up on that. Put that on a note of things to find out. On Monday, Guardians of the Galaxy three uh, has set a new record. It's not coming out until next year, but it's already broken a world record. James Gunn, the director, said, "Just heard from our makeup folks that yesterday." We officially passed the world record for the most makeup appliances created for a single production. You know what they passed? Do you read deep enough into the story or you just grab the photo? I just grabbed the photo. Avatar? The Grinch. Really? The Grinch. If you think Jim about Jim Carrey, the, yeah. Do you think sense. about the num- amount of makeup and prosthetics used in The Grinch? All the who's, like mm-hmm. everybody you saw. Uh, Avatar's probably up there. Probably. I, I think Avatar was a lot of CGI. Yeah, that's probably. And I think it was a, the human cast was small, and so that's why. Yeah, because um, they got all the aliens to. That's right. To act in it Bridgerton well. season two has set a Netflix ratings record for an English language series. The Shondaland Regency romp was uh, attract watched two hundred fifty one point seven million hours over the last seven days. It broke the streamers' record for the most viewed English language TV series. Do you watch this? No, no, does, no, I'm not. Does no, Christy? No, she's no. been watching Downton Abbey. Um, I know but, my parents really like Downton Abbey. Yeah, I probably might get around to it. I'm watching The Gilded Age because of Christine Baranski, uh, but I think I've only seen two episodes of that. But uh, I, I made the recommendation that once you finish Downton Abbey, you probably as well just move on to The, the Gilded the, No, The Gilded Age. We're caught up on The Crown. Mm-hmm. Move on to The Gilded Age because it's going to be similar and that type of thing. Um I ran across a list of Guardians of the Galaxy, big around the globe. Avatar, huge around the globe. It amazes me how big Avatar is uh, internationally. It's even bigger around the world than I think it is in the United States. And it always puzzled me when Disney went out of their way to buy the rights to Avatar for a theme park attraction. Because it's good, but me, me and Avatar are just like... Okay, it's good, but I, the attractions I are good. Probably haven't seen it in a long. It's been a while since I've seen it, but it, I enjoyed it when it came out. So I don't know. I guess Avatar is called Avatar around the world, but you know, it's always odd to me that when you get an international look at films, how they have to rename them mm-hmm. because something gets lost in translation. Like the first Harry Potter, an English word might be translated into another language, and it might be offensive to moviegoers, and so they have to change them. For instance. In Hollywood, Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me, 
in Malaysia was Austin Powers, the spy who behaved very nicely around me. <laughs> yeah, baby. A little bit of a different departure from what uh, it was titled here. In Hollywood, The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Really, in, really good movie. In Venezuela was The Night of the Night. The K-N-I-T, the K-N-I-G-H-T of the N-I-G-H-T, which was an odd selection. Uh Hollywood Finding Nemo in India was Nemo's Missing. Did you see? (laughs) Prefer Finding Nemo. Hollywood Pretty Woman. China, I Will Marry a Prostitute to Save Money. (laughs) Not sure I've ever seen that movie, but yeah, that was definitely revealing about your age. Yeah, it doesn't hold up very well, by the way. If you, if yeah, you, I, I don't think it's going to be if, on my list. If of, you grew up watching it in the eighties and then you grow uh, up and then you're watching it now, you I realize watch, it doesn't hold up very well. I watched well. The Dark Knight instead. Hollywood, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory oh, in gosh. Denmark was the boy who drowned in chocolate sauce. <laughs> Poor Augustus Gloop. In Hollywood, cloudy with a chance of meatballs, Israel, reign of falafel. (laughs) I always liked that book. Hollywood, now listen, Hollywood, Captain America, the first Avenger, Russia, the first Avenger. Wonder why. No, Captain America in Russia. Hollywood, never been kissed. Philippines, because she's ugly. (laughs) And Hollywood, The Sixth Sense, which is another very good uh, Bruce Willis movie that I didn't mention last week. Hollywood, The Sixth Sense, China, He's a Ghost. Um, Talk about spoiler. I was going to say, I haven't seen the movie, but I guess now... You've never seen Sixth Sense? Yes, yes, now you ruined it Sorry we just spoiled it for you. Blame it on China. But yeah, it's... uh, China. Like right there in the... Oh, goodness. All right, got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. for today is having a big imagination a good thing or a bad thing yes yep goes both ways doesn't Mm -hmm. i think it depends on how you're turned Mm -hmm. i think people who are pessimists or you know negative or and they have big imagination i think their imagination is a hindrance and Mm -hmm. i think that on the other side, if you generally, you know, look at things from positive spin, then I think your imagination. But, you know, people with powerful imaginations can imagine some really, really bad stuff, mm-hmm. you know, some really terrible stuff. So I guess it kind of goes, uh, can go both ways. I'm a pessimist who tries to be optimist. <laughs> the t- the uh, television schedule for tonight or streaming schedule or however you receive your content on ABC, The Kardashians, an ABC News special. I think I'm on pass. I think I got something going on. Uh, are there things about the Kardashians that the world doesn't know that needs to know? I'm not a Kardashians expert by any stretch of the imagination. Do, 
But I'm just based upon their television I, program. And look, I, I I would have assumed everybody knows what they need to know. I fully admit that probably some people would say us watching a sports game would probably be wondering, you know, why are you watching that? But that's kind of my thing with the Kardashians. Who, who, why do you care? Well, I don't mind that they're out there. I'm just wondering when have we reached is, the point where Davidson everything where everything is known? He'd are we probably, gonna now? If there's some of the Pete Davidson Kanye drama in there, that might at least <laughs> somewhat interesting. He's probably the host of the thing on Survivor tonight. Patience is running thin for some tribe members. Immunity is on the line, and one tie, tribe gets tied up. On Fox, the Masked Singer, and on TLC, the series premiere of Body Parts. I don't know what that is. Um, I don't think I want to know. Yeah, I'm not going to read any further. I watched. The episode one of the new Benjamin Franklin, Ken Burns documentary on PBS. Episode one aired on Monday. I watched it last night. Then last night's was recorded, so I'll get to them. It was decent. You know, it's about two hours or so. And when something's on PBS, it's a lot of content. Two hours, you can cover a lot of ground. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I didn't know nearly as much about Ben Franklin in his early years. What And the, the relationship between... Ben Franklin and England, and then how that soured and all those things. So anyway, I found it very, very interesting. And episode two picks up just on the verge of the birth of our nation. Okay. So I think episode two is going to cover no spoilers. Uh, a lot of ground. No, that's just no. We definitely, definitely wouldn't want to do that for you. Today's highlight in history: this date in eighteen ninety six, the first modern Olympic Games formally opened in Athens, Greece. The Civil War Battle of Shiloh began in Tennessee this day in 1862. Two years ago today, Boris Johnson, Prime Minister of Great Britain, was transferred to ICU in a COVID battle. Birthdays today, actor Billy D. Williams is 85. Landau Calrissian is 85 years of age today. What else? I know that name. Actor John Ratzenberger is 75 today. I know that name, too. John Ratzenberger played Cliff Clavin, but he is... um, Is he the one that's in all the... That makes an appearance in every Pixar movie? Yeah, he's Rex. Yep, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's the Abominable Snowman. But he was in something else that I didn't recall. Maybe it's in the Gone But Not Forgotten list. John Ratzenberger. I think I threw that out. But he was in something, and I went, John Ratzenberger was in that movie? Ah, I'm thinking Brian's song. That's the one Billy D. Williams is in. He's Landau Calrissian. I don't care what else he's been in. I'm uh, talking about actual good movies. Mary Lou Henner, 70 today. She's one of those people who has an eidetic memory. If you if you say April 6th, 1963, she can tell you what day of the week it was, and she can tell you what she was wearing. Wouldn't that be weird? Interesting. Paul Rudd, she was on Taxi. She's an actress, but her most famous role to me is she was on Taxi. Paul Rudd is 53 today. Jason Hervé is 50. Jason Hervé was Wayne on The Wonder Years, and I always laugh. I looked like Kevin Arnold. Kevin, and I acted like Wayne when I was, at least to my sisters, when I was Are a kid. Are you thinking of potentially The Empire Strikes Back that he was in? Yes, he was in The Empire. Yeah, John Ratzenberger was The Empire Strikes Major Back. Major Bren Derlin. Uh, he was just must have blended into the background. But Jason Hervé, Wayne from The Wonder Years, was in Back to the Future. And I don't know what scene he would appear in in Back he, to the Future. He was Ham, too, not Rex. He was Yeah, that's right, right, right. Yeah, ham, yeah, yeah. ham, Ham, Ham. Yeah, because um, Inconceivable is Rex. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Candace Cameron Bure is 46 today. I'm trying to remember his name now. Growing Pains. Uh, yeah, I can't believe I'm, it. I'm looking. Uh, Wallace Shawn is Rex. That Maybe that's not right then. Well, then, no, no, that's not him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. When you see his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that just, that's, they didn't think that was his name. Merle Haggard was born this date in 1937. The Hag. Yeah, because isn't Wallace Shawn, doesn't he? He's in Young Sheldon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he dates. Inconceivable. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he dates. Uh, is it his... Annie Potts. Yeah, mm-hmm. from Franklin. Yes, that's right. All right, let's go to Chart Toppers. Let's go all the way back to 1954. Eddie Fisher, number one. How'd you, how'd you record this? A girl, a girl. I recorded it on an old reel to reel player. It's connected to an AM radio that was buried in a hole in the backyard. I thought you were trying using, to tune in a radio station from San Francisco. I thought you were trying to do like can to can on a string. Uh, probably would have been about the same. Uh-huh. The quality would have been very similar if I had done done it your way. And probably would have saved me a lot of digging. Let's go to 1963. The Orleans. Or Orleans. Ah, hippies meet on South Street. Do we have a South Street in Litchfield? Mm-hmm. Well. I mean, we have a South Main Street. Yeah, I know. But. The, the street sign might not say South Street, but we got a street where all the hippies meet. Oh. Don't you... Don't you worry about that, Sam. And oh, they yeah, called it Puppy Love. Donny Osmond, number one in 1972 with Puppy Love. Oh, I guess they'll never know. Mm. No, thanks. I'm I'm Team Jackson 5, not Team Osmond. 1981, Daryl Hall and John Oates, number one with Kiss on My List. Your kiss is on my list Because your kiss, your kiss is on my list It's a good song. <laughs> it is a good song. That album's good. They're, they're better than sometimes they get credit for. Taylor Dane, number one in 1990. His love will lead you back. All right. No Scrubs, TLC in 99. Chris Brown with you in 08. Bruno Mars, that's what I like. Number one, five years ago today. There are your chart toppers for today. MB's Pearl of Wisdom says this. Maybe you have to know the darkness before you can appreciate the light. Maybe you have to know the darkness before you can appreciate the light. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Um, Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here next time for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.